CEO. Duh. <laughs> Fuck that up right from the beginning. But it only gets better from here on out. So we're back. Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show. Saturday afternoons. Mild Sauce Live. This week is episode 13. So we can dip right into it. How you doing today, Jake? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, the voice, the ominous voice in the background for the Steve Bright Rock Discovery <laughs> Show. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. We had a nice morning show this morning. Uh, it looks warm outside, but it's cold. It's a little deceiving. Yeah, it's very deceiving. Um, but yeah, it's been. A, you got a busy week on yourself this week. I know you uh, made it over to Comic Con. Yep, yep. This is C two E two weekend in Chicago. So I spent the entire day yesterday down at the comic book convention, nerding out and uh, seeing a bunch of panels, spending a lot of money. What was the uh, what was the highlight? You had, I know, if you guys don't know, Steve is the most prepared human being in, <laughs> for anything. So he, uh, for this show specifically, he's always ready like a week ahead of time showing me this, the episodes before they come out. And then uh, on top of that, he had an entire spreadsheet for the uh, the comics he was going to get. So yeah. did you yeah. make out with any of those? <laughs> yep. So it was a big shopping day yesterday. Um, a lot of fun, as always, if you are a comic book fan. But um I, I've got a lot of collections going on, so I was happy with the uh, the books I bought. Um, spent a lot of money on a very small number of books. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what it's kind of for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker, so um, I get all the old stuff, uh, like X Men, um, as does everybody else in the universe. So it's a pretty pricey, uh, yeah, pricey like collection to uh, get into. Um, and like, do, do they do any sort of like, you know, like everyone, like they did a. My, my buddy of mine, Brian Lamb, who was on the morning show a couple of weeks back, was just down at the Final Four because uh, they had a music festival component to the Final Four, which seems hella unnecessary. It's already mm-hmm. the Final Four. <laughs> did, they, did they do anything like that with C2E2 where they like try to stretch it out into like other kind of experiential stuff outside of the actual Oh, yeah. Convention? It's gigantic. I mean, it's... It's shocking how big it is. You know, it's down at McCormick Place. Um, I'd say it's in the big room where they do the auto show and it fills pretty much that entire room and every year it's been getting bigger and bigger i think this was my seventh or eighth year going to it and every year it's bigger and bigger um you you know if you've never gone it's it's just shocking like at any given time you know you can like run into dozens of celebrities just kind of like walk in the halls getting to and from their their autograph signings or you know there's panel discussions lots of vendors today is going to be the uh the big crazy day for the costumes okay um like the all cosplay the cos- cosplay contests go on on saturday no that's uh that's more effort than i'm willing to uh <laughs> commit to you know um what's the uh i think at this point with the beard and the hair i'm going for uh at best i could maybe cosplay as uh what, what's his name from uh, harry potter the Dumbledore? Dumb, uh, no. <laughs> no, the, the animal Hagrid. keeper guy, Hagrid. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I went to Dumbledore, I'm sorry. I think I could rock a Hagrid without uh, much effort. Yeah, you probably do that pretty well. Um, yeah, I didn't know if there was like music. Uh, there, uh, cartoons and like comic books, especially these days, mm-hmm. have such a big like impact on so many like bands and musicians. Oh, yeah, and you know, like I mean, to your point, um, getting back into a little bit of seriousness, no, um, they make a whole weekend out of it. So there's like, you know, pre-show entertainment and uh, chilling out sessions, drinks and uh, karaoke, partying, get-togethers on Thursday night before the show starts. Um, at the show, right outside the entrance, there's, they always have a DJ. There's, there's dancing outside the front. That's where a lot of the, uh, the cosplayers kind of hang out, and you can get your picture taken with them. They pose around and stuff. So a lot of stuff like that goes on. And then 
at the end of every night, there's always, because it's at McCormick Place, you know, it's connected to the hotel. A lot of the celebrities, you know, fly in. And it's the comic book community. It's not like, like rock and roll or, you know what I mean? Where like, you're sports, where like people are like, you know, beating down the doors to get to these celebrities. You know, these guys come in and hang at McCormick Place and chill at the bar. So there's lots of meet and greet opportunities and, you know, situations like that where there's a social events set up all throughout the weekend. Very cool. And uh, this week, uh, yeah, not yeah. To get off, we got off topic <laughs> just because you that it was going on this weekend. But mm-hmm. to jump into our episode, uh, yep. this week has a special title. Explain it to us a little bit. All right. So this is, um, you know, I wanted to keep it, um, you know, upbeat. But this last week, I discovered a, uh, a bit of a big tragedy in the uh, the um, rock community. Um, an artist named Caleb Schofield. He is. Uh, most recognizable for the bands Caven or Zozobra or Old Man Gloom. Early, early stalwart in the experimental metal scene of the late 90s going through to today. He passed away last week in a uh, car accident in New Hampshire. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, just... It was a car wreck, but, you know, it was middle of the day, so it's not like anything untoward, like, like drinking and driving. Or, yeah, no, it was an accident on the highway, and um, it was really unfortunate, you know, and it was one of those things where I found out about it, and, it, you know, the reason I wanted to do this episode today was because it kind of, it hit me harder than I thought it was gonna, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as I kind of, like, you know, sat and reflected on it a little bit, it occurred to me, it's like, you know, this guy has been not only fundamental in the more experimental side of heavy music, you know, like um, Boston hardcore, hardcore punk, metalcore, experimental metal, extreme metal, doom metal, alternative metal. He's touching on like everything. This guy, if you like heavy music, all your favorite bands loved this guy. That's crazy. So, damn. How old was he when he passed? He was 39. Shit. 39, so 39 married, father, lot, two children. That's a lot to yeah. accomplish by 39 as well, mm-hmm. to be like, have that kind of association with you. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he got started in the mid-90s in the uh, Boston scene with his own band. And then it was uh, called Strike Three, I believe. Um, you know, that's, that's some pretty underground Boston stuff in the mid-90s that I don't have too much depth <laughs> of knowledge in. But um, he really kind of came into my world and came into prominence nationally and internationally with the band Cave-In, which was a uh, early stalwart in the, the aggressive mid-late 90s metalcore scene, kind of mm-hmm. coming out of, you know, the, the separate camps of, of punk and metal and how they kind of intermeshed and kind of spread back apart. And this is where this guy kind of comes into play, Caleb. He was a vocalist. He was a bass player. Um, and like I said, he's just very influential. Um, over the past week, there's been a lot of like, you know, condolences online by other bands and stuff. And, you know, if you listen to the, the list of people that were, you know, shouting out to him, it's like Converge, Isis, Chicago bands, Pelican, Russian Circles, Sweet Cobra, um, God forbid, between the buried and me, darkest hour. Like these, this like is a like this is a lot yeah. of a lot of you know. You're more adventurous, I'd say, aggressive heavy music. And you know, thinking back, like I'd said before, you know, I'd been getting into this guy in the late '90s, and it occurred. You know, I think it, it struck me when I was just like, damn, you know, this is a lot of my favorite music for the last 
you know, decade, two decades over that, you know. Well, to make that realization kind of at the same time, mm-hmm. you realize that he's gone now. Yeah. It's a tough thing as well. I've had some of those over my life where, like, someone dies or, you know, sees people, whether it's on social media or back in the media, you know, the, the pre-social media days. Uh, and then all of a sudden you, like, listen to a few things. You're like, oh, shit, wait. This person meant a lot. And you don't even realize. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Names are hard sometimes, but, mm-hmm. like, you always know their work. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it always is kind of a shitty feeling. And you're like, damn, I, did I just miss out on something? You know? Like, yeah, and it's, you know, that, that was something that, like, bummed me out. It's like, when it occurred to me, it was like, you know, so many of the bands that I've really loved over the last several years, you know, and it's like, ah. Oh, they're they're all gone now you know it's 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 it was a bummer but you know i wanted to keep this more upbeat and you know as a celebration not a memorial and Mm. you know what i mean so so um i wanted to dip through a bit of his catalog because like i said he's been uh, very influential and i think a lot of the aggressive music you know that's big today you know your bands ranging from bands like Turnstile or even the big Grammy-nominated stuff like Code Orange, you know, a lot of that stuff owes a debt to, you know, the scenes that this guy was instrumental in 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, and I don't want to, th- you know, make it sound like he was, you know, a relic of another era because, you know, Old Man Gloom and Zozobra were currently in the studio recording new music. I mean, he was only 39 years old. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think he was, he was right in the cut of, like, being, you know, growing out of that early experimental, you know, phase and just being a, a, a quality journeyman. Kind of knowing you know, how to do it all now. Knowing right? how to do it all and, and being, you know, confident in expanding, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, the genre out. Well, it takes, you know, you have to do something for a while. You have to mess it up a few times before you... Uh... Yeah, I can imagine being at that age, being like 39 years old, mm-hmm. having gone through all that early growth and evolution stage. And now, yeah, you are. You see that with a lot of artists today. You know, yeah. you see like they hit that like 40. It's kind of like an athlete. So they talk about 27, 28 is when they hit their peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, you know, a lot of artists now, you don't see them hitting their peak until like 40 or so. Like yeah. Kanye West is a great example. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, didn't make it till he was 30. Uh, really hit his peak at about 40 years old. And like you see Jay-Z, like a lot of the same things. Old mm-hmm. Rockheads, a lot of the same things happening on that end. Shit, I mean, it's it's kind of when do you start looking at how old people are? That's always tripped me out over the years. Is like you think people are young, and then yeah. you look at it and you're like, oh shit, they're fifty. Yeah, <laughs> like they've been working really hard. So I can imagine how frustrating that must have been. You know, not aside from being a terrible tragedy, just frustration of wanting to mm-hmm. work with that person, be in the studio with him, and uh, you know, the loss at such a young age. It's, it's too bad, man. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like I said, there's been an outpouring in that that scene and. Um, you know, to that, um, the, um, one of the family members, they got a, uh, youcaring.com fundraiser going for the family. So we could post up uh, a link to that, yeah, but, um, sure get that up. you know, so there's been a lot of fan outpouring. So they had a thousand dollar goal and I, I checked it as I left to uh, come over and they currently are at $103,000. So they had a thousand dollar goal. Yeah. They, they had a thousand dollar goal that are at over a hundred thousand right now. That's insane. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that just speaks to, yeah, you know like, what I mean? I the mean, level which like this 50 and they got a hundred, that'd be okay. Yeah. yeah their goal is a thousand and they got a hundred. Wow. Yeah. So that just yeah. speaks to the level, which with this, not even monetary. You know I mean? Yeah. Just like people. people. Yeah. 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 So, you know, keeping it, 
on a more positive vibe, you know, we'll, we'll quickly get through the beer. Today we've got, you know, keeping with our traditions, um, we've got two brothers, 20-plus Pilsner Lager. Um, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, this is a nice, smooth, clean-drinking beer from Warrenville, Illinois. Two brothers, um, really good stuff. And I've, I've been a fan of their beer for several years. They've got a nice selection. I'm sure we'll be dipping into future two brothers in the uh, in upcoming episodes. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing me a Pilsner finally. It's <laughs> away. Yeah, yeah. Keeping it nice and uh, crispy with the Pilsners. Uh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump into this one real quick. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that'll bring us really quick to the next tradition of the show, the the, the oh, annual, the, the shirt I, of the day. I so. jumped right past <laughs> I jumped past the shirt today. I'm sorry. The shirt today is? Yeah, the shirt today, again, is another band that Caleb was um, instrumental in. This is an Old Man Gloom shirt. I saw them at the Empty Bottle. Um, in 2015, if you check out uh, my Instagram, I think I posted up a shot of Caleb from that set um, just the other day. So we're going to be checking out um, Old Man Gloom, just so experimental and so ahead of their time. Um, this is this is one of those, you know, this is when it really kind of was just like, God damn, you know, I really love this band. And um, we're going to be checking out something from um, their album Seminar 2. And this is Hot Salvation.
his collaborations with Aaron Turner out of the Boston hardcore scene. Um, we heard a little bit of uh, Old Man Gloom, and that last track was A Thousand Shards from Isis, where he was splitting vocals on that one with Aaron Turner. And this gets a little bit into that whole incestuous Boston hardcore scene, and I think this plays a lot into, you know, the depth of this guy's influence, Caleb's influence, you know, because through Aaron Turner and through the collaborations with um, Old Man Gloom, you know, you're getting these connections with Hydrahead Records, <clears throat> which was very influential back in the day. <clears throat> Say it again? I'm sorry. Um, Hydrahead Records? Hydrahead. Yeah, they're out of Boston. And, you know, through that, you know, they're putting out records from bands like Converge and Coalesce and Mutoid Man and Isis. And, you know, this is where this whole scene just kind of peppers with these musicians and kind of grows and everybody shares and collaborates. And like I said, that's why I think, you know, the reason Caleb is is very instrumental is because he can f- sift through all these bands, influence and be a, a member, either mm-hmm. vocally or, you know, with the bass. So, you know, rhythmically. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. like even just from the bands that you're describing, I mean, it, the bands that he was a part of kind of make up a large swath of the acts that we've featured on the show. So oh, yeah, yeah. You kind of get a sense of like how important this guy was, to, uh, Caleb was to uh, to like not only the bands but also to someone like yourself who's just like a mm-hmm. big fan of that kind of, of that sound uh definitely get a sense of like the kind of impact he had on that so. yeah and you know bands like i said you know there was definitely a chicago contingent in the uh, well wishers online over the last week so you know you're getting you know trevor from uh pelican and relayer who we've mm-hmm. played a couple of times you know we've played sweet cobra they gave shouts out you sure, know yeah. russian circles again with uh, their connection through relayer so a lot of the local bands that we're uh, we're talking about were you know definitely professing a a love and appreciation so That's you know great. that 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 kind of threads the the needle through you know the scene out there and how it affects people even you know here right absolutely i mean you talk about that a lot too in the community that exists within like the rock uh, world and stuff mm-hmm. like that i forget what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago just the, like in the same sense though just like people have each other's back in a lot of ways like i, I came up playing a hockey when i was a kid yep and that was always a really cool community because like uh I, you know, I had like a friend's uncle who played for the Wolves, passed away. He never played pro that long ever, but just part of a hockey community. Everybody showed out for him when he passed mm-hmm. away. And it was like, you know, every pro in the area came and, you know, played in the game to get his That's great. money. Yeah. And I feel like the rock community is very much the same. You mm-hmm. know, it has that kind of sense of camaraderie to it, whether you know the guy or you don't. Uh, you see that uh, from shows to like stuff on the internet. It's just like people have each other's backs when they make a give them a reason to. Yeah, uh, I think that's like you know a very special thing about that. Yeah, and you know building off of that um, specifically, like I was just saying with um, Aaron Turner and Hydrahead Records, with his passing, they just announced this week, and you know I'm waiting for payday, and I'm going to be definitely picking it up. But <laughs> they are releasing a special edition double LP of. Uh, Zozobras, two full lengths, harmonic tremors, and birds of prey, with uh, never heard before unreleased tracks. Um, so you're gonna have to bring that one in. We're gonna, we can get the vinyl back out. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be uh, ordering that on Thursday, I believe. All right, let's see if we can get it by <laughs> Saturday. We'll uh, we'll, we'll bring it, do a little special vinyl. Absolutely, episode. yeah. Drop some of that new stuff. But all the proceeds on this special edition are uh, going to his family. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Did he uh, did he leave behind kids? And everything? yeah, he had yeah. two two daughters. Damn, that's so, tough. Yeah, that's real tough. And you know, like I was saying, the tough thing was is um, 
he was in studio. He was recording for Old Man Gloom. He was recording for Zozobra. And, you know, when he got in the accident, he was coming back from a carpentry job. So he was he was also doing his other love. You know? Right. So it wasn't like, you know, wild partying and crash on a yeah. Saturday night. You know, it was middle of the day. You know. Getting shit done in blue collar yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just hustling. That's too bad. I mean, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, nothing else you can really say about it. It sucks. <laughs> and, like, uh, it always sucks when, like, an artist uh passes too soon or unexpectedly certainly it's like you know there's still new tupac songs coming out whether <laughs> or not that's legit that's another story but mm-hmm. yeah he's, like he's had a couple of albums worth there like he? yeah tupac i'm pretty what you, they put out like 50 tupac yeah. albums. i think they put out more tupac albums since he died than he, they had before <laughs> he died um which is and the weird thing is, is that's because he's, he's on the oldies channel in chicago <laughs> Huh. And, and the weird thing is, is now he's on the oldies channel in Chicago. I mean, Usher's on the oldies. <laughs> channel. Like, yeah, that's like a lot of those. Like, Their new playlist kind of weirds me out. Ludicrous. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Anyway, um, what else we got? We're gonna jump into. Some All right, more so diving back in, we're gonna dive into a couple of tracks from uh, Caleb's main band, the uh, the band he toured the world with. Um, this. Uh, we're going to listen to some Cave In, and this is off of their 2009 uh, Planets of Old EP. This is called uh, Cayman Tongue, and then we're going to be dipping back into a couple other tracks before we jump back out. Mild Sauce Live, Saturdays.
All right, Mild Sauce live Saturday afternoons, beautiful sunny afternoon in Chicago, and we were just jamming out to Quintessential Cave-In. track was Juggernaut off of Until Your Heart Stops. Um, fuck, early hardcore, just, just pinnacle album. Um, love that record. And then earlier before that, we heard some Old Man Gloom, Regain Rejoice, and before that, another Cave-In track, Came and Kung, off of the Planets of Old CD. Um, you know, that was just a nice little, like, back and forth, heard some, uh, started out with some more recent tracks from Caleb, and then ended up with, um, Juggernaut, which, you know, that gets deep into, you know, the sweet spot of where I got into Caven and Caleb as, you know, as a band, as a dude, and, you know, that's the era of which I started, and as you can almost listen in the last couple tracks we heard, that, that most recent one is just just brutal hardcore but some of the older stuff or the previous tracks we listened to that are a little bit more recent in Mm -hmm. time you know he was branching out getting very experimental and you're not getting a lot of you know metal that has spacey pink floyd psychedelic elements to it and i think they really found some cool areas to play in that um people hadn't been fucking with before yeah i was gonna say uh for those of you who might just be tuning in now uh, we've been checking out some uh, tracks from the past, uh, in a sort of a tribute episode to Caleb Schofield, who unfortunately yep. passed away last week. Um, what about, and you kind of just touched on this a little bit, so I might be a little redundant with the question, mm-hmm. but um, what about like Caleb specifically uh, like touched you or caught you to the point where you started following you know, his I, music? I am, to me, he has like the, the best like growl in all the heavy music you know i think um lots of heavy musicians scream and howl and to me his vocal stylings you know it's it's the roughest graveliest sandpaperiest angriest growl that is, to me is out there you know it's 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 matched only by aaron turner again and those are we've been listening of to voices it. that like you often don't mm-hmm. hear praise for yeah, a sandpapery voice usually isn't praised <laughs> much. Like, but what what sets apart in that realm? I guess like, you know. I think, and, and if you listen, that's kind of coming through. It's the passion. I feel like the the passion comes out of it, and then you know because he's the bass player and everything that we're listening to. You know, there's a really interesting rhythm section. It's a deep, you know, I think brooding, you know what I mean, creeping bassline rhythm section. Um, musically and vocally, I think he was unique. Um, like I said, the the stuff that's more current um, in their catalog between all three of these bands that we've been uh, checking out, four of these bands, you know, it gets really experimental. And this is not your typical like verse, chorus, verse, you know, in and out in three minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Pop structured heavy music. You know, this is this is built on different. Um, musical aesthetics to where it's you know it's the um it's the pressure and the release the build-up you know so Mm -hmm. some of these songs as we've been hearing you know they're a little bit longer and like i said their structures aren't generally verse chorus verse with a solo and then you're back to your your chorus and then you're you know you're you're out this is you know it's building intention to a big release down at the end so it's i feel almost I don't want to. I don't want to elevate it to like classical level, but it's it's not your typical blues rock. You know what I mean? Structures, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what I've always been drawn to. So musically, I'm more inclined into that realm than you know. I don't know. It, it, to me, always I've never you know I never was a a like Metallica fan. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like your traditional squares. You know what I mean? Like middle of the road, like heavy metal. This you know rock. what I mean? Yeah. You know, I no. I like music that challenges me. You know, challenges like, my ear. Like and, Nickelback. And, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> 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 like Nickelback. <laughs> But you know, I like music that 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 I you know that you have to listen to, and you know maybe yeah. you're not going to get into it right away. But you know what I mean. Repeated listens, you know, you you discover new things in the structure and and how it plays through, and you know that's what that's something that I really appreciated about his aesthetic, mm-hmm. and um, you know that. Like I said, that that's what drew me in. You know what I mean? It's it's just this musical. It's an interesting avenue in a somewhat well-tread road of heavy music. And, and, you know what I mean, the bands he chose to associate with and create and collaborate with, you know, they chose to take the more difficult road, the more challenging road. And, mm-hmm. and I, that's what I appreciate out of it. Okay. That's you know? very interesting, actually, mm-hmm. to hear. Um, did you want to get into some more? Yeah, yeah. So we'll dip back into a little bit more. So we've been bouncing back and forth. I mean, we're, we're, we've been getting into the 90s with the last track um you know 20 you know the the 20 teens with uh, some of the stuff before so right now we're going to get back into caven's transitional phase you know like i said the last track we heard juggernaut was uh, a pretty pummeling brutal track but this um this next track we're going to hear is what i felt was really cool about caven where you know they they don't have a ton of records, but they they did do a lot of EPs and little things that you you know you almost had to search for, hunt mm-hmm. for. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It wasn't as easily accessible on like a full length that you could pick up. You know what I mean? Online or in the stores. You know they were these little EPs or the you know what I mean that yeah, you kind of had yeah. to hunt for and collaborations and stuff like that. And um, what we're going to be checking out is the remix of the song Jupiter off of the Moons of Jupiter EP. This and is like a rare I, rock remix. This like I said. This was yeah yeah this is their transitional phase so this is them moving out of just a straight hardcore world and starting to experiment really with um more more experimental progressive psych um kind of motifs and themes
Wild Sauce Live. Saturday, we're back. Just jamming out to uh, Laser Eyes from Zozobra. And before that, we heard Cave-In with the Jupiter remix. Um, you know, just checking out not necessarily Caleb Schofield's biggest hits, but at least the songs that, you know, really I identified with him and um, really appreciated that he created and put on the world. So, um, you know, like I said, we've been talking about him all day. Um, there is um, online, there's a youcaring.com benefit. Um, so, you know, they, all the proceeds go to his family. You could uh, probably find that by going to youcaring.com and searching yep. Caleb Schofield. Yep, absolutely. And we'll also have a link for you on milesauce.co when we post up the episode as well. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier in the episode, Hydrahead Records is releasing a special edition to XLP. Lots of packages. Um, all the proceeds, every dollar goes to the family. So, um, like I said, on payday, I'm going to be picking up the uh, the double LP with the uh, the T-shirt, the memorial T-shirt. So, <laughs> and then um, as always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And like I said, I posted up the uh, at the, collarbone six six six. You got to yep. tell them where to find at collarbone six 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 on all the socials. Um, like I said, I posted up a shot of the last time that I had the uh, the pleasure of seeing Caleb and Old Man Gloom performing live at the Empty Bottle here in Chicago. You can follow Steve as well because he's at almost every show around the city, yep. underground, oh, rock, and everything else. That brings up a good point. So just a couple of shows to keep an eye out for. You know, If you are um, in the city tonight, and we spoke about a little bit earlier, we had uh, C2E2, the comic book convention at uh, McCormick Place. Henry Rollins tonight is doing a spoken word for a couple hours tonight. So I've seen the, his spoken word before. It's uh, definitely entertaining. If you're uh, able to check it out, definitely do and then secondly saturday may 5th this is going to be a fucking barn burner the birthday suits with crisco thunder dianetics and droids blood a fucking hell of a line. this is going to be a badass underground show and you can count on the steve bright discover rock discovery show doing a special feature on this episode or on this show after it uh, comes out show? this is saturday may 5th at the auxiliary tickets are going to be seven dollars or seven dollars at the door maybe maybe we'll be live from there we might we'll that would be sick we'll we we see. can uh, definitely try and uh, make <laughs> that happen but yeah this is a this is a show that a good friend of mine is putting on it's birthday suits crisco thunder dianetics droids blood it's gonna fucking kick ass dope yep. also uh we forgot we uh we would be remiss to not to end the episode without uh shout out our homie uh nick lipton who is uh working with a ho another friend uh brandon 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 airs yep down pink, pink, pink room Rider. project check that out these those guys kick ass um had an opportunity to hang with them last fall definitely fucking badass crew um out of new orleans so Brandon Ayers, be sure to check out his new uh, new debut album. Is it? I believe uh, so. It's new newest release. Just it's, came out last week. It's on Spotify right now. It fucking kicks ass. Definitely, you know. I, it's funny you bring that up. I was listening to it this morning as I was oh, yeah. jumping in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out Nick. He I really did some good music. Uh, also, earlier this week, if you guys are following Mild Sauce Radio, me and my man Ryan, our guy Mars, were out at the House of Vans. Uh, we caught a lot of dope little uh, local bands out there. One yeah, the that was cool. I had an opportunity to peep, peep the video. That it was, was really cool. fun, man. We had a really good time. We weren't really sure what to expect. Uh, but Cosmic Kicks, if you guys have a chance to check out Cosmic Kicks, they are some wild motherfuckers. Uh, one of the dudes jumped up on a guy's shoulders while playing the guitar. Uh, it's one of the craziest things I've seen at a show lately. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, outside of the Steve Wright Rock Discovery Show, 
We're, we're taking our own uh, <laughs> taking our own notes out here in the streets. So. Yep. And as always, shout outs to uh, Three Piece before me and Backcourt and uh, Police State coming up on after me. You know, it's always fucking awesome live Saturdays with Mild Sauce. So. All right, man. We love right. having you. Appreciate you uh, stopping by between the C2E2 stuff. Yep, yep. I'll, and and uh, if you're going to be down at the uh, Comic-Con, I will be back there tomorrow. So you All can, right. uh, if you stumble by uh, by me, say hi. And uh, <laughs> I'll probably be uh, hanging out buying comic books. But the last song we're going to hear, we're going out on um, this song. I want to say this is specifically a track that I wanted to play last because I think this is my most favorite Caleb Schofield contributed song. This is a cover song, actually. But, you know, what makes a good cover is when a band can take that original thing and make it their own. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I think that Caven totally nailed it on this. So we're going to be checking out a Bad Brains cover. Um, this is a track called I Love Ja off of their uh, debut album, The Royer Tape, the uh, from the Bad Brains. Now... The interesting thing about this is, you know, Bad Brains, the first hardcore band, and one of the things that made them unique was their embrace of Rasta music, reggae, ska, um, and and that that awesome you know Caribbean beat. So, and the original Bad Brains track is it it's a reggae song. You know, it's got that reggae beat, but it's interesting to see how Caven took that reggae beat. And made it their own. You know, this is definitely not the Bad Brains version. They didn't cover it. Mm-hmm. They they took that. They were inspired by it, and they made it their own. And this is one of those, one of those, you know, few early Bad Brains tracks that got into a little bit of psychedelia. And like I'd been saying all afternoon, you know, with um, with Caleb and Caven and a lot of the music that he created, it was experimental. It was, uh, you know, expansive. And this is their expansive, experimental, really cool take on a classic Bad Brains track. So we will see you next week, and we're going to check out um, Caven's I Love Ya. Absolutely. This has been the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show, episode 13. Episode 13. Going three months strong now. (laughs) Uh, And this has been an episode uh, in tribute to the late Caleb Schofield. Uh, Shout out Caleb, his whole family. And uh, if you guys get a chance, like we said, there's a a link out there to donate to his family and stuff. So thank you, Steve, for bringing this to us. We appreciate you. you. Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) Take us into this one one more time real quick. All right. This is uh, with this. This is Caven and their cover of I Love Ja. Mild sauce is kind of hot. (laughs) 